You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon, as LSU is back with another SEC matchup after last week's game against Alabama was uh, called off, postponed, whatever. Uh, we'll see if they do end up rescheduling it. Ed Ogeron uh, expressed some optimism about that when he met with the media on Monday. So we'll continue to track that for you guys. But it's on to Arkansas, a team that a lot of people wrote off as really the bottom feeder of the SEC. And Sam Pittman has gotten this team ready to go and has played a lot of teams tough, have, has put together – uh, more wins, I think, in the SEC than Chad Morris had in his entire few years, a uh, couple years there in Fayetteville. So a tough test on the road for LSU uh, after a 21-day layoff. But the good news is this this game is on. LSU has the scholarship players, uh, has uh, everybody back. Not everybody back, but you know most of the people back. And uh, there is uh, going to be football played in Fayetteville, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, SEC Network will be covering it for you guys on go 24 7 and uh shay just uh it feels good to have a football game to cover this weekend uh but this is a, a an arkansas team that has really taken on the identity of its head coach very quickly a uh, coach that has never been a coordinator he's credited at ogeron for opening that door for coaches like him to get an opportunity like this but uh, sam Pittman's first season as Arkansas coach is going well, and uh, LSU has a tough test to face. Yeah, I mean, the good news is, as you said, we've got some football. I mean, by the time they take the field on Saturday, it will have been 21 days since LSU played. So we can probably expect a little rust, but everyone is curious to see how much they cleaned up in those what will be three weeks of of preparation uh, since the loss to Auburn. And I know that today, and this is Tuesday when we're doing this podcast, everyone pretty much that was in quarantine is expected back. Now, that includes guys who there was only a handful of positives, but also everyone um, that, you know, because of contact tracing. And what they do is they have these little, it's like a chip you could wear in your um, your jersey, like uh, I guess in like your straps for where you put your pads on or on your wrist, wherever it might be in your leg. Uh, and it tracks how often you're around everybody else in the team. When one guy tests positive, they can then look back through that, pull up the data, and uh, I guess whatever amount of guys meet some threshold or above that, then have to go in quarantine. So they had so many guys, Billy. That's why, and Orgeron said it again, that's why the Alabama game got postponed is we had so many guys in quarantine that it put them below the 53-man scholarship limit uh, that the SEC put in uh, for them to be able to play a game. But Max Johnson is back. Uh, a bunch of guys on both sides of the ball looked at no tight ends uh, during the past two weeks, really, of practice. They had no safeties. Uh, they were down to just one quarterback. So there was no way that because of the quarantine they were going to be able to play Bama. But the good news is, is everybody is now back for Arkansas. It sounds like, uh, and I believe the cutoff, Billy, was 8 p.m. on Monday if they were going to change this game. There had been some stuff about shuffling around in case one of the teams didn't have the, the right amount of guys. but Arkansas and LSU both seem to be above the 53, both seem comfortable with playing. Uh, And here we are. And look, you said it. Arkansas has turned it around from the Chad Morris days. And they played hard for Pittman. And you can see it. And uh, you look across the board, really, 
look, Pippen was at Georgia. They played them in week one, and they put up a nice little fight, stuck around in the game. But it's been since then what they've done that everybody's been impressed by. I mean, LSU got beat by State, and the next weekend, Arkansas bullied State around. And the guy who broke the SEC passing record got benched in that game. Uh, and you look what they did, two-point loss to Arkansas or Auburn, who waxed LSU. Uh, they then go and beat Ole Miss, turned, turned the ball over a ton. Ole Miss did uh, Arkansas on the receiving end of a bunch of picks in that game. Uh, and then they go to A&M, don't play great, score 30-something points and lose. But A&M right now is a top-five team. Really, they didn't get down. They went up, what, came back home, handed it to Tennessee. I don't even care what they did against Florida. They don't have the horses to go with Florida. And at least Vegas thinks they've got the horses to go with LSU because Arkansas is favored in this one, Billy, by a point and a half, maybe a point now, but a far cry from last year when it was a 44-point LSU favorite uh, in Vegas. Yeah, and I, I was on uh, in, in Arkansas on the radio this morning, and um, you know they were kind of talking about it as well. You know, this is a this is a game where the way Sam Pittman has these guys playing, they can certainly beat LSU. While at the same time admitting that LSU is still at this point the more talented team, they obviously will have uh, their hands full with Arkansas. Just the way Arkansas has played everybody they've played this year, and you know Florida obviously pulled away, put a ton of points up on them and and all of that but uh they were still respectable in that game there wasn't anything wrong with that people kind of expected uh that showing in a way from Arkansas against Florida with where the two programs are and with LSU taking TJ Finley and Max Johnson in there to start at quarterback or to to play quarterback TJ Finley is going to be the starter from from what Ed Ogeron said on Monday it's it can it can go the way of the South Carolina game where if you get the efficient TJ Finley, if the running game's going, uh, the offensive line protects him, does all of those things, you know, LSU's going to have a chance to win this game uh, as well. But if you get the TJ Finley that uh, Barry Odom comes after, the Arkansas defensive coordinator, uh, similar to the way Kevin Steele came after him and changes things up coverage-wise and confuses him and brings pressure and does all of these things that uh, the game can also get away from LSU. So, but it, let's go to this. T.J. Finley getting the start. Max Johnson going to be available. Uh, he's now back with the team after uh, being in quarantine for, for the last however many uh, days. He's back. This is an offense that is going to take its lumps probably on the road this week. Uh, but at the same token, there is that, <laughs> there's that glimmer of hope because of the way they played against South Carolina that they could piece together a performance this weekend uh, that has them beating Arkansas again. Yeah, and we thought after the Auburn game, right, where Finley turned the ball over a few times in the first half, and uh, ultimately in the second half, Max Johnson comes in off of the bench and replaces him, and Max played turnover-free, had the game's only touchdown. They had about similar numbers in terms of passing yards, um, minus obviously the turnover difference. And Orgeron said after the game, look, the the race is back open. TJ had started back-to-back games. He would obviously was going to start the second one after a great performance against South Carolina. But now you fast forward and, or excuse me, he said, look, the quarterback competition is going to be over. Then you went through these next couple of weeks, Billy, where there was no quarterback competition because Max Johnson was never at practice. He didn't have COVID-19, but he was part of the quarantine group. He returns now to practice, but he's only got a few days ahead of uh, the game against Arkansas. Meanwhile, Finley was the only quarterback. And obviously, Miles Brennan's injured. They only have three scholarship quarterbacks. Max is in quarantine. They didn't even have the walk-ons there. Zach von Rosenberg was the second-team quarterback, and he's the punter. So, Finley got so many reps, and then you throw in that he was obviously started both the other games. It makes complete sense 
that he'll be your starter. We'll see how much they want to put Max Johnson out there. And, and we'll talk about more um, later in the, the show after the break about kind of our thoughts on things. But I do think that Barry Odom's a really good DC and that his approach will probably be more similar to what a Kevin Steele at Auburn did than what Muschamp in South Carolina did, which I think surprised everybody and didn't really go after Finley at all. Um, we'll see how LSU's offensive line plays and, and a lot goes into Finley playing well uh, as a newcomer. But I think that this one is going to be a test similar to Auburn where uh, the two weeks of first team reps and really getting to watch that Auburn film probably helped him a lot. Yeah, a lot to digest and learn and grow from, you know, when you go through a game like that. And, uh, you know, with the amount of reps he had during this time, it's got to benefit him. I, I don't think he's going to regress, uh, you know, get even worse off of that Auburn performance with the time off he had, the chance to work with some of these guys in the offense and get a little bit better over this time. Um, but one thing we're, we're watching, I think, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be for this week, but they are working on it. Uh, Dare Rosenthal could be returning to the LSU offensive line. Could be a big boost. I, I, I'm i kind of in the camp where Cam Wire has uh, certainly been good enough to to take over that starting role and has kind of been more reliable anyway uh, during his time this year. But uh, Ed Ogeron did say that Dare Rosenthal could be coming back. So you look at that uh, potentially down the stretch here, helping the LSU offensive line maybe put together a little bit better of a showing uh, than they had against Auburn. Obviously, Dare's played a lot of football. Uh, but but this this offense, you know, coming off of that Auburn game, they've got to piece together little plays of, of positivity and, and build drives and get the running game going again, uh, or else it, it's going to be a long little stretch here to end this season. Yeah, I mean, you said it, but I think Coach O was very straightforward when asked about this one, and it was TJ needs to play well, but they need to get the run game going, and they need the O-line to help out in a big way there but also keeping TJ clean and they've got to catch the football. Remember at Auburn to start the game, it was drop, drop, drop. And you've got to come out sound and you've had enough time here, right? I know guys haven't been in practice, but you're settled in this week. You've had not been on the field for a couple of weeks. You've had that sour taste of the Auburn loss in your mouth, the sour taste of the season. You're at the halfway point. How are you going to right some wrongs here? Uh, I'm very curious to see what all gets cleaned up uh, out of the break. And I know defensively is what everyone's going to talk about, but offensively as well, because they're going to need the offense because the offense is going to have to score points, even if they don't have Brennan, um, because at least from what we've seen so far, this defense is not going to be pitching shutouts and they're only going to be playing better teams. Yeah, no question. I was just kind of thinking about it, uh, looking ahead to that old Miss game with Matt Corral. They're going to have to put up oh, some geez. points in that one uh, to uh, come away with the win. That that might be a book ending to, you know, Mississippi teams that could put up a ton of points on uh, LSU to, to start and end this regular season. But we'll save that for another podcast. Micah Baskerville has come on to start uh, and replace Damone Clark in the starting lineup. Uh, he's been a pleasant surprise. I think I remember when he got that extended playing time as a true freshman against Florida on the road uh, in the swamp, I believe the 2018 season. Uh, and some people were a little down on him, but that's a tough ask for him. He's developed really well over the past couple of years. Uh, he was a key special teams guy last last year on the national championship team. Got some time here and there, but not really much. This year, he's emerged uh, next to Jabril Cox as as a starting linebacker now, and uh, has really taken uh, the the spot. You know, by just playing his his tail off and playing better than Damone Clark. 
Yeah, we talked to Jabril Cox about that today um, on Tuesday when we sat down with the players over Zoom and and asked about the upcoming game and some personnel stuff. And obviously the basketball question got asked. And he said, look, Mike has brought it every day in practice behind Demo, and he never complained about not starting. He never went and said, I need more playing time. He said he just kept coming every day. And the Auburn game he played, look, obviously there's not a – there's only a few things you could be excited about out of the Auburn game. That was probably one of them that you had said all through the first four games that there was a you kind of lacked. Um, you wish the middle linebacker play would get a bit better. That Damone Clark didn't look as as crisp as maybe everyone had presumed he would be because he was sort of the talk of the offseason, uh, at least part of a handful of guys that were um, when it came to Ed Orgeron breaking down the team just had a rough start. And for Baskerville to go in there to play well, to win the starting job, and now to carry that on and have a couple of weeks of prep should be good for him. So I'm excited to see how he plays. Um, I think it's it's a fix. You, people were asking about personnel moves and how can you fix things. I think this is one of them at an important position right in the heart of your defense. Yeah, LSU's had a lot of time to get some things right and do some self-reflection. So we'll see how it works out for them uh, this weekend. On the flip side of this break, we're going to come back and and pick out some guys that really need to step up. A keys to the win, and then Shea want to get your take on a new offer in Louisiana that went out uh, to start out the week. And it's a big one. So we'll do that on the other side of this break from the Go 24-7 podcast. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. A quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. We've also got 50% off annual subscriptions going on this week. A nice little pre-holiday promo to get you through basketball season, the rest of football season, National Signing Day, spring ball, all the way almost through the next football season as well. So take advantage of that 50% off VIP subscriptions. Shay, uh, I, I think for me, when I look at this weekend against Arkansas, Terrace Marshall, who spoke to the team on Monday, and you and I haven't talked about who we were even going to pick for this, so I hope I didn't pick your guy, but Terrace Marshall talked to the team on Monday uh, and and just shared a message of of riding the ship. There's still things to play for, uh, and and just wanting the guys to be on the same page heading into this game. I, if I'm looking for somebody to step up, it's going to be him. He needs a huge game for T.J. Finley and or Max Johnson, and he's he's emerging, you know, even more so as a leader. If he steps up, that'd be a big big boost for LSU. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I um I think there's so many guys you can pick on defense that need to have a big game, or, or if they had a big game, it would help, but it it wouldn't go all the way, <clears throat> maybe to like getting you the win. You can pick Marshall. I'll go on the opposite side of that. 
I want to see John Emery step up this weekend. And I know what I'm getting from Ty Davis-Price. I've seen it. He's consistent. He can get you three-plus yards of carry, four-plus yards of carry across the course of a game. He'll give you double-digit touches. He can be in the 20s in touches if he needs to be. And he can do things uh, around the goal line and into the red zone for you, really all over the field. So I know what he brings. What does Emory bring? Because we've seen some amazing moments, right? The Vanderbilt game, breakout game for him, really set the tone. Um, South Carolina, both he and Davis Price ran really well. Um, but then there's games where he just didn't get any touches or he was caught in a rotation or he didn't make any explosive plays when he was in there. And I think that's really important this weekend. you got to settle T.J. Finley in. You've got to give him a chance to have success in the passing game by by running the football and keeping Arkansas honest to a degree in, in terms of keeping guys in the box and giving guys like Marshall a chance to, to get one-on-one matchups and get things done outside. So I want to see the run game come through for him this weekend. That'd be like a key for me. And I think Emory's the guy I would circle. Yeah, getting that run game going would be huge for LSU. And I think you kind of allude to that when you pick him to be uh, your your player that has to step up. The run game is, is my key uh, for this one. This is a Arkansas offense that, with Felipe Franks, is playing much better than, obviously, it ever did under Chad Morris. That It's an offense that can move the ball well enough to beat LSU. And so a strong running game to keep them on the sideline, wear down the defense of Barry Odom, who really is one of the best defensive coordinators, in my opinion, in college football. Uh, that's going to be uh, key, is running the football and maybe not just with John Emery, but the entire group, getting something out of uh, that that group of running backs would be key. Uh, I think playing clean overall, uh, just another one, uh, no, no turnovers or winning the turnover margin is, is another critical uh, factor that you've got to have whenever you try and go on the road to beat another SEC team. Yeah, I think that, and this sort of ties in, uh, to it all. Um, but my biggest thing will remain, and we've talked about it a little bit already, is the Arkansas defense so good, Barry Odom so good, what they've done this year on both sides of the ball, protecting it and taking it away is as good as is better than anyone in the SEC. They're plus eight in turnover. That's as good as almost anybody in the country. And the Ole Miss game obviously jacked that up in a big way. Tons of picks for uh, the Rebels in that one. But this is a team that not only do they play smart football and sound and they play hard, but they can take it away from you, whether it's stripping it, picking it off, uh, and they protect it really well. And that's because they've got a veteran in Franks who uh, is not just going to go out there and turn the ball over a bunch. So if I'm like circling a theme, like one thing I really want to see happen, and I think this can lead to winning, is that if they win the turnover battle, they'll win the game. I, I believe that this weekend because it's that close of a game, maybe not talent-wise, sure, but execution-wise and how these teams have looked. Um, I, I could see this going either way, I think. One thing that could easily swing it is if one team is is better or significantly better um, than the other in the turnover battle. And and that's a tall task because you've got a defense that's playing very well under Barry Odom and a defense that's not be playing very well under Bo Pelini. And then a quarterback who's a veteran in Franks and a quarterback who in Finley did just turn the ball over a few times and is young uh, in his last time out. So there, it's going to take some grit here, right? They're going to have to be smart about things. But if they can somehow find themselves on the right side of that, look, they're plus four in turnover ratio on the year, even with those turnovers against uh, Auburn. So they've done a good job of it. If they can get some picks somehow, pick up a loose ball or two, uh, I think that's the kind of thing that in this game, they, they can get them a win. 
Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, we'll get into preview and predictions, you know, more so in, in the later uh, week edition of the podcast. But, uh, Shay, let's quickly touch on this. Uh, Jarden Gilbert out of U High in Baton Rouge, right on LSU's campus, four-star safety, picked up his LSU offer Monday night. Uh, you talked with him before they, picked, they offered him, and we had the inkling that they were going to offer him. And then you talked to him after. What's your take on this offer, this big in-state offer, as LSU's push in the state of Louisiana continues? Yeah, when I mean, when I talked to him on Sunday night, he kind of said, look, I've always had a top five Oklahoma, Alabama, A&M, State, Mississippi State, obviously, uh, and Southern here in Baton Rouge. And uh, George offered him, and he said they've continued to turn up the heat more and more, so they've sort of crept into that top five group. Um, and he's going to announce on January 2nd. So he's got a little less than two months. Um, to sort of get into decision-making process mode and, and go ahead and decide on on where he wants to be. Obviously, he can't make face-to-face visits with coaches because it's going to be a dead period through that whole stretch. Um, but he says he feels confident talking to his parents about everything. He'll be able to make a decision by then. Then LSU, and he, he hinted, he said, look, I think from talking to LSU, they've, they've hinted more and more that this offer could come. It then comes. His reaction to it was, look, I'm, I'm going to explore all options, but it feels really good to have this one uh, playing at U High if he plays his football games literally right next door to where LSU practices in the football ops building. So he knows what the Tigers have to offer. He doesn't have to be face-to-face with them uh, to understand that. Uh, but when you just look at and, – and we'll see look, if they can reel him in. But I like the offer for this reason. And I like the offer to Matthew Langlois and to Jack Besh and to Malik Neighbors, which went out – bit earlier this month but these are some of the best players in the state like you don't need to go you don't ever have trouble recruiting receivers so you certainly don't need to be flying all over the country and they don't do that and they're always in good shape you can get louisiana guys you can get texas kids mississippi and you're good to go and that's what they've done then at the other positions they don't always do that they'll fly all the way across the country to get a Derek davis and i like the pickup he's the number two safety in the country he's a top 100 guy but You've got a top 10 safety on your campus in Jordan Gilbert. And he's got all these big time offers. I always thought that he was an SEC level guy and he always had those types of offers. But when it came to LSU, I thought, okay, they could make a move here eventually. And they do. And people say, well, what are they going to take five safeties? We'll see how all this shuffles out. Jordan's not even committed to LSU right now. Signing day is still a month plus away for just the first signing day. So the numbers will work themselves out how they will. I'll say this, they've addressed the issue because safety is a massive concern. You can watch them play right now and see that safety is an issue. Then there's the reality, Billy, that what happens if Jacoby Stevens goes pro? What happens if, you know, Cam Lewis, who's in his senior year, um, says, I'm not coming back for another free year. I'm going to, you know, test my other options. And what happens if Todd Harris, who's coming off an injury, is playing more and more this year, for some reason says, oh, I'm not there next year uh, as a junior going into his senior year expectations are he'll be back, but beyond them, they only have Mo Hampton and Jordan Tolles coming back. And Jordan Tolles has never played until two weeks ago against Auburn. And he played, wasn't even starting. He came in at the back end or in the middle of the game and uh, certainly looked like a young buck. And they need to flip that room. So address it this class and then address it into the 2022 cycle. And they've done that. They've got a handful of safeties committed. You've offered the bet. One of the best kids certainly in the country uh, but a guy right on your campus now in Jordan Gilbert. And then you've got a couple of guys out of Texas next year uh, in Bryce Anderson uh, and BJ Allen, who are both top 100 guys and, and already committed. And at least at this stage, 
seem locked in. So the quarterback room for now in the future looks pretty promising. And, and I think now the safety room does as well. Yeah, I like the offer as well. And I'm, I'm with you. And, and you look at Derek Davis and he's a big, big dude, could grow into like a hybrid. You know, he's certainly a strong safety at the very least. They need guys that can cover Jarden Gilbert, Matthew Langlois. He's, he's athletic enough. Uh, you have Sage Ryan committed, of course, who could play all over the secondary. Uh, and then we'll see what happens with Kari G. Jordan Tolles is a big, big dude. I mean, he's he was way bigger than Jacoby Stevens was as a true freshman. So they have some, they have a lot of athletes in that safety room for Bill Bush. They need to continue to add to him, let them all sort themselves out where they play and, and how they contribute and all those things. But I'm with you. There's no reason why they shouldn't just look at the guys that are right there uh, in Louisiana the most and the hardest, and especially during this time where you know it, it's a lot harder to recruit nationally in this you know, whole pandemic and situation and all that, this is a good time to look in-state because this is a talented bunch in Louisiana Louisiana in 2021. Uh, you mentioned B.J. Allen and Bryce Anderson in 2022, two of the top safeties. I'll see B.J. Allen on Friday night since Garrett Nussmeyer's game was canceled uh, due to COVID. So there's a lot of safety talent. Uh, Jordan Gilbert, I love the offer. We'll see how it all pans out with him. Um, but Keep it locked on Go 24-7 for the latest on recruiting. Uh, early signing period is just a month away, so a lot to a lot, a lot of recruiting news to come on that front, uh, and we'll be here to cover it all for you guys. But, uh, Shady, I think it's time to shut this one down. We'll be back later in the week with another edition of the pod, uh, so be on the lookout for that. But until then, guys, hope everybody is staying safe and has a great rest of the week. Have a good one.